Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ronnie. And I'm Chadley. And today we are here to cover Season 2, Episode 3, titled Should Have Been. A very somber note, this episode. Very sad episode. Define somber. Somber. With feeling of downness. Don't say somberness. Okay. With downness. A, a note of want but can't have. Okay, I like that. Um, do you ever notice that there's certain words that you use in particular? Not saying that you didn't know what that was, but there's certain words that I use that I don't really know what they mean, and I just say them in mm-hmm. context, and it just happens to work out a lot of times. Are you saying I didn't nail the definition? No, you did. I'm just saying yeah, yeah. somber is one of those words where if you told mm-hmm. me to define it, I wouldn't have been able to. Right, and I know what you mean by that and how you said that you use them right sometimes. I've also done uh, approaching 200 podcasts with you. You use a lot wrong as well, but that's okay. I do too. Well, point point one out. You can't. I do so. too. I um, you know, sometimes I just try and be fa- fancy, use bigger words than are necessary to try and keep the podcast, you know, thriving on its, on its tiptoes. Okay. You never know which direction we're going. What do you think of this episode? I actually liked this one a very good amount. Yeah, I liked so. this one more than the last episode. It's very. Yeah, I mean, it just Any, seemed, anything going through like memories slash dreams or anything like that always seems to be what I fancy. Tanji is one strong-willed person. Yes, we're gonna get into it here. Very we go. much so. We pick up where so we is left. Uh, okay, no, we pick up where we left off to die while in the rapture of a dream. Very poetical. Now he's saying that this would be awesome to die while dreaming. And I would have to disagree with certain moments. Now, if it's a very happy moment and you happen to pass peacefully, that would be awesome to be just dreaming. You wouldn't have to be living through getting stabbed to death or anything like that. But if you're having a nightmare to where to say Tanji was dreaming about his family and they were all telling him how much they hated him and he didn't mean anything to him. And then you died. I would have to say that's not a very good way to die. Well, and I see what you're saying, but also, like, a nightmare is a dream. But when you say dream, most of the time people mean it in, like, some sort of neutral to positive way. Okay, what about when people said, oh, I had a bad dream last night? I say, oh, you a nightmare? You had a nightmare? <laughs> Tanji, he's crying in his sleep, just tears. Have you ever awoke... With tears coming out. Yes. Do you like, remember what it was? Because I have too, but I, I, I had a hard time. Thinking. I have awoken just like crying pretty hard. Yeah. Remember one of them was um, my, I think my father like passed away. Mm-hmm. And we were all just sitting there like as a family just watching him fade away. It wasn't, I don't even think it was like he actually died. It was just we said he did. Like, okay. he might have still been alive in the dream. Like, you guys were burying him, and he was like, hey. Yeah, but you know how dreams work like that, where you just, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. Then I woke up crying. It was really weird. Just full-on crying? Well, or... not like full-on crying, but like I had tears down my face. Yeah. I was like, whoa. You gotta wipe them off, and mm-hmm. then, you know, you really, you turn over to the chicken inside your bed, and like, hey, you need to, you need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> She's I'm like, having her... a moment. <laughs> she turns around and goes, are you crying right now? <laughs> the lower one demon says continue to slumber and you rem- you will never be roused again and i don't that's don't say roused i know because then i'm thinking of like he roused yeah 
Yeah. Or aroused. We were thinking, yeah. Yeah. It is aroused. Is it an E or is it an A? It's an A. Is it really? It is. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> I guess I was making it an E this whole time. After the uh, the OP, everyone is passed out. We got sick children tied to all of our characters, including Zenitsu, who is in a peach gathering mission with Nezuko. This is the highlight of the episode no, right it's not. here. It's called foreshadowing. No, the, it's not. The end of our journey might end up like this. Now, how would you feel if this dream came into fruition and that is how the show ended? I would not like it. <laughs> I think that's what's going to happen. But spoiler alert, everyone. But my prediction to this show is that Nezuko turns back into a human happily ever after with Zenitsu. The end. I was with you all the way up until that last part. Now, you think they're in our? Uh, you think they're in our spot here in Georgia? Peaches, the peach state. They could be. Yeah. You ever seen a peach field? I have. They grow off trees, right? A mm-hmm. peach tree. Yeah. You seen a peach tree? peach tree yeah now i've heard peach tree we got like 500 different peach tree streets and stuff well, that's around what i was here. thinking of the peach tree road race but i yeah as someone who's lived here his whole life i've never been to a peach tree farm and how about none of those roads have actual peach trees no but apparently apparently we got them because we're pretty known for them mm-hmm. now nezuko she's scared of rivers and talking that was also a big note that she's talking. In this dream, they have to cross a body of water to get to the sweet peaches. She can't swim, but Nezuko, or nope, but Zenitsu is a chivalrous man who will carry her. Now, in something that I enjoyed more, we hop over to Inosuke's dream, which yes. is all characters as animals. Yes, since he is a boarman, he has to get everybody else. Yep. In character as well. Pop quiz. Do you know all the animals that they are? One of them is Squirrel. And that would be Zenitsu, right? Or is that a chipmunk? Um, interesting. You had him as a squirrel or a chipmunk. What did you have him as? Chester Cheese from the Childhood <laughs> Playtime Arcade franchise, Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> but you might be right. You yeah. might be right. My, my answer is the interesting one, not yours. <laughs> Okay, and and Chester Cheese, he is a mouse, correct? I believe he's a mouse, yeah. Okay, that's probably a better answer now that I really think about it. Um, Is Tanjiro a rabbit? Nope. What is he? He's a raccoon. Ah, okay. I need to know my animals better. My R animals. Yeah. Now, is Nezuko is a bunny? Yes. Yeah, and not a rabbit, a bunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Be careful, because I know the way you were looking at her this episode. I was not. And the train? The train is like a spider? Or is it's it like, a centipede? It's like some sort of insect. Insect, yeah. I don't like the creepy crawlies, so I did not work that hard to master okay. which one it was. Because I saw it, and I was like, well, if that train was in my kitchen at 11.30 as I was getting baked ziti from the refrigerator, I'd, I'd squish it. Oh, yeah. Now this dream though, just Inosuke having this dream while everybody else is dreaming what they're dreaming is just so hilarious. It's a bit uh, lower stakes, I would argue. Yeah. But so is the Peach mission. Thankfully, we cut over to Rengoku and he says, why am I here? 
and I thought he'd broke out of it. Right there, I was like, oh, he already did it, but then, or like, not broke out of the dream, but realized he was in a dream. But no, he's like, oh, yes, I'm here to report to my father about becoming a Hashira. But his father is a dick. He says, so what, you'll still, uh, he says, so what, you'll still not amount to anything. Not you, not I, we both suck. Yeah, and this is what I was talking about when dying in a dream would be bad. Imagine if that was he just died right mm-hmm. after his father said yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, not the nicest of things to say to your son who just became a Hashira. I mean, and we know his dad was a Hashira too, so it's, what's going on there? Rengoku, he gets up, he keeps moving forward, which is what we like in a character. He finds his little brother, and he's like, hey, how'd that go? Rengoku says... He wasn't always like that. He was full of passion until he quit, just like, just like what we saw there. You can't, in, uh, you can't show someone quitting more than laying on a floor, which I know you know Japanese. They that's where they sleep. That's what a they lot. do. But in the middle of a day, in the middle of a room, you know. Oh yeah, that's there's nothing more. Uh, that is the embodiment of quitting. Of quitting, correct. He says Pops taught him all they knew with such enthusiasm, but he just stopped out of nowhere. Now his brother's name is Sindaro. They have a mom, or they had a mom died early. A lot of backstory here, very quickly, to the point where I was like, "All right, this we're getting more of all this." Okay, um, we're gonna see the little brother again. Now, is it is he implying that the dad just quit randomly when the mom died? No, no, no. The mom died early. The okay. dad trained them to who the, I think we're supposed to believe that, like... Something happened. The and- dad failed in some way that the kids don't know, and then it just... He got... He lost his, his mojo. And now, so you're thinking he lost his mojo, and maybe he doesn't even want his son's to be in that position that he was in, so he's just like, fuck it. Well, that's kind of weird, because you'd think if he didn't want them to be in that position, he would fight like against it, but he's just being completely like flippant about it. Like Maybe it's even a case of he spent his whole life trying to protect people, but then people kept dying, and he just hit this point of like nothing I actually do matters. Okay. You know? That kind of sucks. Well, he did save that granny, though. I know. When she was younger. But I think that's like that a thing that you hear about, like uh, like first responders dealing with like the stresses of like they go out there and help people every day, but then like or like someone who's trying to track down murderers, like yeah, you can go and catch one murder and you help this family, but then there's just like five other families that you didn't help. Yeah, and that might be a little bit of a, a dramatical way to look at it. Because, like I've watched a lot of Criminal Minds. <laughs> But, You're really trying to form your own criminal mind. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Spencer Reed, you know that's a that's a struggle he's always dealing with. He's like, yeah, we saved that one girl, but seven other died, and then they're like, all right, let's get on our private mm-hmm. jet and go elsewhere. And what is it? Forty people have already gone missing in this train incident. Yeah. So I mean, so he gives his little bro a motivational speech though, and says, you know that. He says, it doesn't matter. The fire inside of me burns strong. So he still got his goal. It smells nice in here. Thank you. I sprayed a little for breeze. I know. And is it just now wafting its way out right. here? Yeah. Okay. By a little demon. Good, good use of the word waft. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what it did, because I got here, it didn't smell it. And as time's gone on, it's wafted its way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, he's back on top of the train. Um, what? So, what do you... Uh-huh. I, I really like uh, Rengoku right here. This In the dream with his brother? Is yes. that what you're saying? Yeah, I do too. Um, it's like, a, it's not an abusive... I mean, I guess what his dad was saying could kind of be abusive relationship. But it's like there's always kids that somehow get out of those situations, especially if they are an, an abusive thing. And it's always the older one that usually has to like lead the younger one out. They don't yeah. really get out unless they have an older brother or something like that. Well, right, yeah, it's a, it's one of those weird situations because I think they did all they could to show us that like that their dad was a super cool guy, taught them everything they knew, had a lot of passion, and then he just got depressed or whatever. And now, but now it sucks because it's like, what does that mean for his little brother? Because uh, Goku obviously got old enough to where like right here at the end it didn't matter. He had already kind of been molded, but. One thing about it too, now he's off being an, a Hashira, and if his little brother's just stuck with his dad, yeah, who's like that, like that—that's got to be rough. That's why I'm really interested to see if we see any more of his little brother to see if he was able to stay on that path, or, you know, this is the storytelling arc that they set up for themselves. The little brother gets super negative, then he feels like he gets all this training. Um, to be a badass from his father, but then his father turns into this, you know, this depressed sack of shit. Says none of it matters, and then the little brother starts looking at it like his big brother left him, and turn. He then turns into the villain of the story. Yep. And because here's tur- the thing: it turns out his little brother is Muzan. Here's the thing, people, that you don't think about. All these TV shows, it's like yes, we have the obvious bad guy in the devils, right? Just like, for example, The Walking Dead. Oh, the bad guys are the zombies. Until you get a hold on all that, and then who becomes the villain? Humans themselves. It turns out the humans were the bad guys all along. That's exactly right. That's how it always ends. Crack the case. It's just like Monsters, Inc. That's right. I think. It is right. Yeah. Because it's... Correct. How did that film end again? I don't even remember. <laughs> okay. No, right. Monsters, Inc. ended by the monsters. They were just scaring because they needed the energy. Right. And the humans allowed them to do that by being scared. Well, they All they needed was emotion. Yeah, all they really needed was emotion, but they thought yes. it was scariness that they needed. Turns out laughter works, works just as just well. Works just as well. Yeah. The ropes allow for whoever is connected to them to invade the dreams. This is where it gets very technical. But I liked it. It's a cool idea, I thought. The lower one says they always use the utmost caution and that a sleeping Hashira might as well be a newborn baby. In Rengoku's dream, a little girl has invaded it. The dreams are circular. Okay, wow. Here we go. Get in it. Stay with me. The dreams are circular. With the dreamer in the middle of the circle. Just outside the boundary of said circle, also known as the dream, is the spiritual core. Now that can be confusing because the core is usually found in the center. center. No, 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 not here. In the center here is the dreamer. On the outside, spiritual core. Right. You with me? I'm with you. 
We all saw it. That's what you must destroy as we see the lower one gives an obvious... He's like, all right, how do we best destroy the spiritual core? I could need a weapon to, you know, to give out to all these kids. I'll just give them an ice pick. You ever used an ice pick? No, I have not actually. I have. I know what an ice pick is, and I've seen ice picks in person, but I've not used one. When you pick one up, you're kind of like, oh, come on, this is a little ridiculous. We don't need something this dangerous to break up the ice a little bit. It's literally just a a point. It's a, it's yeah. a little dagger. It's, there is a lot of uh, famous murders out there using ice picks. Yeah. Um, I would argue ice picks are used more for murders than they actually are to picking ice. picking ice. We need to stop making those. Murder picks. Once you destroy... That's a good name for it. Once you destroy the spiritual core, the dreamer ceases to exist. So when she starts stabbing, she says, Once I do this, I will be able to experience a happy dream myself. What do you think's going on with all his little minions, the lower one? Is the lower one a dude? Yeah. Come on, yeah. I mean, he's just a little... I mean... He's just a little sus, but he's that's a little, fine. He's a little fruity. Yeah. Which is fine. Because well, he's a, what's it called? An eccentric. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's one of those guys that just, I don't even know how to put it. He, he like looks up to people as like their gods, and he has to get real mm-hmm. fancy with it. They's, they always, you never really can tell what gender they are. He romanticizes just everything. Yes. He, he speaks very elegant, very floral speech. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, back to my original question. What is what's going on with all these people? Why are they sick? Remember the conductor last episode he was sick too? Ooh, I've got my theory. What's yours? I'm not gonna say my theory because I've seen season two, but I will hear your theory. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, my theory is that they're all sick and already dying and but they have enough strength to keep moving forward for a little bit. Not too far though. In they're trying to ensure that when they die, they get to a happy dream. It would be while dreaming? Yeah, because I don't know if I've told you this before, but to die while in the rapture of a dream is just, that's the okay. best. I like that. Although, yeah, it's kind of messed up that they're all sick little kids, though, except for the conductor. He yeah, I mean, guy. he's obviously, this guy's obviously using humans to do the dirty work for him because... I think he doesn't really trust his abilities that much. Think about it. He's saying they're deep and asleep and they cannot be awakened, but he's not personally going down there to fuck with them because I don't think he trusts his abilities enough. He's like, well, I got to be careful with this. He's like, I'm going to let these little kids, just in case they wake up and start slashing away, I'm going to let these little kids do it for me Mm because I don't want to be down there if they wake up. Okay. So she breaks through to the spiritual core to find a fiery situation. Rengoku is startled a bit in his sleep. She finds the spiritual core, which is actually, thank goodness, just so happens to be a floating orb in the middle of the spiritual realm. Very easy to find. And it's red. She says it's red and it's normally not red. But as she goes to stab... Rengoku stands up and starts choking the absolute shit out and of her. And this is what I was saying about the S- demon. Still asleep. Still asleep. The demon is scared. He's going to let this little girl do it. What happens? She gets her neck grabbed. This is brutal. I mean, this is like a <laughs> portrayed as, I don't know, like a 10-year-old little girl. And yeah. Rengoku is just squeezing the ever-given life out of her. 
Now back to Tanji, whose mama is w- making his favorite rice crackers. Now all these kids want their hands on some rice crackers. It doesn't get any more tasty than that. I, you know, I'm sure that they do something to actually make those quite enjoyable, but as a guy who's never had rice crackers before, it's just hard to get that excited. It, it seems like it'd be that hard to get excited over. Well, think about it. They're in the middle of the woods. Mm-hmm. They don't have cinnamon toast crunch floating around for them to eat. Right. Um, so what else are they going to enjoy? You know, they got to look forward to something. Got to look forward to something. What are you just not going to look forward to anything because you don't have, you know, cereal boxes near you? No, it just seems like maybe, you know, they would have some goat's frozen milk. fruit that they could make something out of, uh, some goat's milk maybe. Uh, it's just, you know, to get that excited over rice crackers. And that's, I, I'm basically using this to say I have a blind spot in my uh, cuisine food knowledge on rice crackers and I want to be more experienced. Because okay. I bet there are some tasty ones out there. It just doesn't sound good. Outside in the snowy woods, we see oh Tanji's dream intruder. And later on, Tanji's cutting down some firewood. He puts well, a, up. While his dream intruder is standing behind that tree, he mm-hmm. looks like he does not want to do this. I don't know if you yeah, saw he's, that. Yeah, he's got a little bit more um, hesitation than the girl did. Yeah. And he's, he looks sick, obviously, too. Like you said, they're all sick, but not even just that. I, he really does look like he's, like, saddened by it. Mm-hmm. He's, think about it. Imagine being a dream intruder. Imagine intruding on my dreams, okay? You think, Chad Chart, he's probably dreaming some disgusting stuff. He's probably, you know, he's probably fighting off demons, like, doing really cool heroic shit in his dreams because he's that cool. But then you come into my dream, and it's just me literally foraging in a forest, helping my family out. Yeah. And then, like, little kids run up to me, my little siblings high-fiving me, and it's just, like, the happiest dream ever. You would be like, wait a minute. And I'd be like, am I really going to kill this guy while he's in the rapture of a dream? Mm Mm-hmm. And then I would. He puts a backpack full of wood over his shoulder and says, Nesuko, are you ready? but then stops himself and is like, whoa, what am I saying? He then arrives home to find Nezuko isn't there. She's out picking veggies. Well, did you notice, too, he looked at the sticks on his back when he said that? Yeah. N- yeah, like it, he was like carrying her. Wait a minute. Yeah, because he threw the backpack yeah. on, which is, she stays in a backpack. He's like, all right, you ready to roll? <laughs> which is just funny in itself. And then when he realizes she's out picking veggies, he's like, it's the middle of day. Like, what? why is she... Why is she out there? And then his siblings are like, um, and? Because she's not going to do it at night. She's like, she's just getting some vitamin D, dude. Yeah, and it's got to be hard to find veggies in the snow like that, right? I would think so. And as we see later, I think she did have a hard time. (laughs) She got a few little onions or something? Not even. It was all just like a bed of leafy greens, which... I mean, you could have some nice salads, but not really what I think of when I think of veggies. Mm -hmm. He then goes to collect some water, and he is this close to going crazy with all these past happenings when the reflection of himself in the water yells for him to wake up. 
He then pulls himself into the water and tells him to wake up and fight, but unfortunately, we cut away and his family is eating dinner, but at least he does realize now that he's in a dream. What do you think of all that? Just like his inner subconscious telling him to get out. Yeah, and I don't even know if that's something that Rengoku had. Rengoku had was almost like a... How would you describe a it? Like reaction. A, an instinct reaction. Yeah, yeah instant it's not... reaction to somebody getting too close to his core. Yeah, I would argue these are two different things, and mm-hmm. Tanji is even like more on top of it than... Yeah. Um, to the back on the train... Nezuko! Nezuko! She rolls out of her crate. She's such a little cutie pie. She is. She is. Do you like her better like this or in the dreams with like Zenitsu and stuff where she was an actual human? I don't want to say because I think you know what I'm going to say and it's the wrong way to answer it. And it's messed up, man. You want her to be an inter- eternal demon that is has a muzzle on her. So that's cool. She just feels like she feels like a little bitty kid that will she like does. kick your ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, she sees what's going on, and she's also she's also got like, and this doesn't sound good. I <laughs> she has some of the mannerisms of like a little puppy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, she does. I'm she not does. calling her a dog. I'm just saying, puppies are cute, and when you go and grab your brother's hand and have them rub your hair, you strike me as a little puppy. <laughs> okay. That's all. And she's allowed to act like that because she is a demon. We're not saying mm-hmm. anything about it. Well, she can't talk. She's expressing her emotions like dogs yeah. do. Okay? Because they can't talk. Everyone calm down. Now, she tries to wake up Tanji. Then she gets a little angry, headbutts him. And then when that doesn't work, she uses her blood demon art and really headbutts him. And then it hurts her head and not even his. Because we know he's got that hard-ass noggin. He's been headbutting people with yeah and i mean somehow this sets him ablaze in the dream he gets the scent of blood knowing that it's nezuko's she because she uses does she use that blood demon art that she has or whatever yeah it seemed like to me like she manifested it like she's got a little control over her powers and was like oh i need i need you need to use something stronger to get his attention okay um so so yeah and also how i feel like you could really know that you have a strong connection with your family or loved ones when you can smell their own blood when you smell their blood you're like yep that's them (laughs) yeah imagine you being able to smell travis's blood like oh he's around he's near like i think this is cute of us too but if you if someone all right here's a scenario for you ready Say I don't see you for two weeks, right? Yep. Someone breaks into your house, grabs an article of clothing that's been in your surroundings, but I haven't personally seen you wear a whole lot. Maybe you're like, oh, this is the shirt that I don't like Ronnie to see me in. And then they come over and they set like three pieces of clothing out in front of me. Well, actually, even they don't have to do that. They just hand me that and they'd be like, do you know who this belongs to? And you give it a sniff. I just sniff it. I'm like, ah, that's Chad right there. Mm-hmm. You could be blindfolded. Yep. I'm like, yeah, that's still... Chad. He's like, yeah, it is. That's what's awesome about the human senses, especially the uh, smelling sense, mm-hmm. is that I could do that with, I couldn't even tell you 
How countless many? amount of people's. Really? My all of my friends growing up, you can hand me an article of clothing. I will be able to do it. I could do it with my aunt. I could do it with obviously you and your family. I mean, I could even differentiate you, your brother, your mom, and your dad. Really? Yeah. That's pretty wow. awesome. That's that's super good. So this fire causes him to do a sudden wardrobe change into his sword and uniform. And, okay, here we go. His creepy dream siblings are being too clingy, and like I said, creepy. It's a really bad second impression for me. Um, oh, my God. They're dude, little kids, and they haven't seen their Oni-chan dude, in a long time. I didn't like them. I didn't like them. They need to calm down. And You're not good with kids, Ronnie. I've been saying this for a while now. Anytime a little kid just like says Ronnie, Ronnie, and runs near you, it, it just like for some reason just makes you so angry. And I can see it in your Dude, face. No, I know exactly how, I know you, how you, are. you feel. This is why you gotta have. I mean, if you had this many kids asking you this many questions back to now back, that is too many. I will say that <laughs> you'd start kicking kids. Okay, if there was one or two of them, that would be fine. Good lord, I remember. I might have told the story on the podcast before. For a couple years. I coached tennis, and part of my coaching of tennis as like a young, as the young, college-aged tennis coach, was they put me um, in like the kids groups. Hell yeah! Now that's a little bit different when you're teaching a shit ton of kids how to do something. Oh my god, the amount of questions that had nothing to do with tennis that I was fielding on a day-to-day basis were just ridiculous. So like and that's what, it, that's what it reminded me of. Just like... Half of them didn't even want to be there. Their parents first, just forced them there. Yep. First of all, they're all little demons. And then you just have like one coming up and being like, Garrett, Garrett slapped the racket out of my hand. And I'd be like, all right, I'll talk to Garrett. And then she walks away looking mad like she's not happy with what you did. And then five minutes later, after you talk to Garrett, he's still playing in the games. She walks up and goes, stares at you with death eyes and goes, I want Garrett to get in trouble. (laughs) And I'm like, Isabella, stop it. Play. (laughs) How old were they? Take your glorified sword and go stand in line and don't (laughs) hit anybody with it. People don't think about that. How, how young were they? What were the youngest that you had to deal with? The youngest I had to deal with was probably like kindergarten to second grade. Oh, yeah, that's rough. As a group. Yeah. That's rough. Put a bunch of swords and... Imagine being a teacher and being like, all right, kids, we're going on a field trip. You know how they have to have like parents come and help? Yeah. That's got to be so... T- and when they're like six years old, seven years old, and you're going on a field trip? I made it for a couple years, and then I was like, get me out of here. And then I started doing this, which is just going way better. Making the well, same making the same amount of money, too. And we're raising kids properly through speaking. <laughs> yeah. Tanji sprints out to find what he thinks is a demon in his dream, but is stopped by Nezuko, who says, Where are you running off to? And this is where we see the vegetables, just like I said, very much leafy greens that could... Uh, grow in colder climates such as this didn't see a whole lot of cucumbers um, you know, carrots butternut squashes i didn't see a single butternut in that basket and this one's tough because he has not heard his 
little sister speak in human form in a very long time. Yeah, not even a vegetable, or not even not even a vegetable, not even a potato, which is by far the most versatile vegetable. And onions. I've seen people dig some onions up through some snow uh-huh. before. Yeah, not even, you're right. Yeah. Not even an onion. It's ridiculous. I don't think she was looking hard enough. But there might be onions cutting because this is going to make me cry. Oh, how sad this it is. will. And then his whole haunted dream family comes running up, and this is just some tough stuff, man. Now, you said, I like how you said that. It seems like this was intentional through his dreaming to try to keep him in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was literally right. They wouldn't have gone so hard on the paint if they didn't feel him trying to get out. Mm-hmm. So then they really just turn it up to 10. Um, yeah. He is so strong. He doesn't even... He doesn't ever even consider it. And the best part about it that I realized is that he never even turns around to see Nezuko. Mm-hmm. Like, she talks to him. Which is the right move. Yeah. Definitely the right move. She talks to him, and, like, here I am. I'm looking at her. The kid, like, the show's showing her. And then, like, about a minute in, when the whole family's there and he still hasn't turned around, I'm like, he never even turned around to see her. Which is just, that's, I don't know, that's such a mm-hmm. nice little touch. Um, like, I, he's sad, obviously, but he knows what re- what's real and what he's going to do. And I just don't know if I could do it, dude. I don't either. Because he knows that... I think the only thing saving him is he knows that the real Nezuko is actually out there. Like yeah. If, if he didn't have the real Nezuko out there, he probably would have stayed. And it is good. Like, he, he at least got to see... He can still see Nezuko in the real world. Mm-hmm. And he at least got to look at the ones that he's not going to be able to see in the real world. So maybe that helped him a little bit. But, like, can you imagine if... You say like Nezuko had died too, and he had never seen or he hadn't seen Nezuko during this dream, and then she's talking. Be oh, mm-hmm. you'd have to turn around, brother. He starts sprinting when the little okay, we have this part when the little two year old starts running after him and says, "Please don't leave us behind." <laughs> he gets a face full of snow because he's two and he still hasn't mastered his motor functions, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, little guy, if if Nezuko didn't win him over with a basket of leafy greens, you're not going no. to. He asks for forgiveness as he runs into a blizzard. His sickly child trying to end him doesn't seem as sure about his mission to your point where he's like, I just, he didn't seem about it. He does say, it's. Or I guess I still need to kill his spiritual core, but when he gets to his soul, of course, what is he met with, Chad? Beautiful sky. An absolutely gorgeous, calming, warming uh, silhouette of a sky. It is the prettiest sky you ever saw. It is, and the clouds are moving. It's all, clouds moving at a rapid pace mm-hmm. makes it even more beautiful. And just white and Puffy. Mm-hmm. These are the kind of clouds you think you can go and just jump on like a mattress. Cumulus nimbus. Yep. Cumulus nimbus clouds. That's exactly right, Chaz. Now, on top of the train, the lower one starts to wonder what's taking so long, but still isn't worried. The yeah. worry hasn't settled in yet, doesn't seem like. Mm-hmm. And then back in the woods. And then didn't he say something, at least they're buying me time or something like that? Which I didn't know. I was like, 
Ooh, I might have missed that. Yeah. Pretty sure that was his exact word. He's not worried because he goes, well, they're still buying me some time. He's yeah, he's just like so confident that they can't get out of this that it doesn't matter. He's like, it doesn't matter how long it takes. Um, Tanji can smell his intruder. He's worried that since he's in a dream, he can't use his total concentration breathing. When just then, presumably his father, I'm, you know, I still don't. Has it shown the father's face? Um, like yes. right directly in the face. Yeah, it has right. Yeah, didn't they play it kind of like sneaky here? Right here, they didn't show his face. Yeah, for some reason, it, it just like his silhouette. It was like the subconscious of his father in his own subconscious. Okay, was talking to him. Yeah. yeah, his father appears behind him and says, "Take up your swords. What you must do is within your reach." Oh, this is so metal, dude. <laughs> Tanji thinks he understands. He takes out his knees and or takes oh god. He takes out his sword, falls to his knees, and once again, no hesitation from this guy. To get out of this dream, he has to slash his very own neck. Slice his own neck. That is gnarly. Oh. And he even makes a comment. He's like, I hope it doesn't kill me in the real world. <laughs> He's like, uh. He's like, I had a floating dad come and tell me that it was within reach, so this is clearly what he meant. <laughs> yeah, that's that's fucking gnarly. I mean, to have the boss be able to do that. And it just, I don't know if he, I guess he feels everything in there too, so he is going to feel it when he does it. But And it's also just like such a great way to get out of this. Like from a sto- storytelling standpoint, it's like, oh yeah, you can... Sure, you can go fight the sick little kid that's intruded your dream, or you snap yourself out of it if you just end the dream yourself, you know? Yeah. And even then, it's like, no, they haven't technically seen any of the kids, so they don't even know. Mm-hmm. And even if they did see the kids, they wouldn't think, oh, I've got to kill this kid. Right. So, like, they have no Although idea. Although his senses were up, like, he, he smelled something that didn't belong, and he's onto the case more so than anything else that... Um, I think he would have kind of figured it out. I'm interested to see how much more we get of Zenitsu and Inosuke's dream. I'm assuming that that stuff doesn't matter, that we're supposed to understand that they were just going to go on their merry own way until their spiritual core got stabbed and they were going to die. Um, and it's just going to be a case of Tanji breaking out and then saving them, cutting the ropes. Okay. Uh which, thank goodness, you know, I didn't need to see Zenitsu running around trying to collect peaches while someone was getting ready Dang. to stab his... I kind of wanted a whole episode of that, so that's unfortunate that we're not getting it. Now, what I um, will be boned about is I want to see their spiritual course. Oh, yes. That would be f- interesting to see. What do you think they'd be like? Well, hopefully we still get those. I mean, I, I think we could still get it, right? Not, yeah. Once again, I'm asking you questions that you yeah. know the answer to. <laughs> well, there's a lot I don't remember, and I'll be honest... I don't remember if they do show those or not. So. Okay, all right. Uh, but yeah, that's the end of the episode. I, you know, I'm kind of just expecting that it it goes. What are you thinking of season two so far? I mean, I know we're only three episodes in. Not really. Not too much has actually happened. But well, I paid more attention to the title card I was clicking on uh, this go round because I think I said last week I was like, well, there's no way we stay on this train for an entire season. 
And I mean, it's right there. It says like the Mugen train arc. So maybe we're just on this train for an entire season. That seems ludicrous to me, but I, I've been enjoying it. Well, remember, you got to think in film terms. We're in a film right now. You... I know we're in films. We're in a film. There's only one film in Demon Slayer so far. Yeah, yeah. I know we're um, in a film. And you think about durations of films. That's Wait, also I... what I'm trying to get you to think about. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know the rant. Uh, what is the average runtime for a film? Okay, give me the average film duration then. Well, are you talking animated film or are you talking I'm talking you know, animated what? film? Okay. Um, Let me look that up while you say it. For your standard animated film, I'm going an hour and 40 minutes. 90 minutes. 90 minutes, yeah, okay. Yeah, close. You were very close. Um, do you want me to check the actual film duration of the Demon Slayer one? Yeah, which I mean right there, if you say that, I mean we're already 40 minutes in. 42 minutes in. So we're almost halfway there. Which would mean only two more episodes, which doesn't make sense. It is approximately two hours. Okay. It's an hour 58. It's okay. about a two-hour film. All right. So, you know, quick math of 21 plus 21 equals 42. Um, take away, I like a two-hour film. Take away the two-minute uh, runtime of the OP. So now we're down to 38, 39. We're going to 120. So that means about 80, which means about four more episodes. We're on episode three. So that puts us through episode seven. You said it switches over around episode 10 or 11. So that doesn't really make sense. Oh, well, I, that's a guess. I okay. Know. You were just guessing. So then that would be the end of the film, which <laughs> do you know how many episodes the season is? Um, I also don't know that. So. Alrighty. So two hour film though. Good, good time. I think that's a great yeah, time. Yeah, that's a good time. Two hours, yeah. Yeah. Anything more than that, you feel like you're really making a commitment to your day. Yep. Um, so two hours, that's a respectful amount of time. I'm enjoying it. Good. I'm enjoying it. This one was really... It built Tanji up even more for me. Because it seems like he's he's kind of like happy-go-lucky that can get serious and he fights for what he wants and stuff. Like, I knew he had a strong desire to save nezuko he liked his friends but this was like oh no there's something special about this guy and his will was, to, yeah. to not look back at his family and the rengoku stuff was pretty cool this episode too yeah i mean the fact that he's just got a uh, a lot of well yeah the backstory that was built up and then he's got such a strong survival instinct that he's literally protecting himself while he's still sleeping is is really cool um but yeah, we'll catch you back for next episode. Subscribe to our YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, yep. all at Ronnie and Chad. Check us out on the Patreon, patreon.com slash Ronnie and Chad. Yeah, we've done some fun episodes there recently, uh, approaching this holiday season. Um, very Christmassy. Very Christmassy Suicide Batman, very Christmas episode. Chad and I talk about if we wanted to end it all. How we would leave a little yep. good in the do a little good for the world on our way out. Check it out. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.